Here we go. Welcome to Knockin' Sports News, guys. I'm your host, Isaiah Knockin. We have a special guest here, Pablo Mascherani, the MLS Real Salt Lake head coach. It's an honor to have you on, man. How are you doing? Good, Isaiah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, just uh, enjoying some time away from the group at the moment, but, uh, you know, a couple days off and looking forward to getting back to work. Yeah, I've seen a lot of your results lately. Um, you guys are doing really well in the standings, um, but, you know, I'm just glad to have you on in this break. So you want to talk a little about yourself here, um, let people know. Yeah, um, well, how far back should we go? Because I'm getting pretty old. and it's... You can go back to your soccer career. Okay. Um, Where you played. Well, yeah, I started playing uh, youth soccer in, in Arizona and went to high school out in Arizona. And then from there, I went to college at North Carolina State University and uh, played there for four years and was fortunate enough to be drafted uh, to Miami in Major League Soccer back in 1998. Um, and played in Miami for four years. And at the same time, I, uh, I earned my first cap with the U.S. national team uh, in 2001. And, um, and then from there, participated in the 2002 World Cup, 2006 World Cup, and then from Miami, went to Colorado in 2002 to play for the Rapids in Major League Soccer. Um, and then I finished the last six months of my career in L.A. And then from there, I've been coaching and coached in Colorado for uh, a few years. And now Salt Lake, this is the, the start of my uh, first year as, as, as a head coach in Salt Lake. So it's been uh, an amazing journey with all kinds of ups and downs, but uh, grateful to have had it all of them. Yeah, and you've had a great career with, if you're a soccer player, this is what you dream of, being a coach, playing on the national team, getting MLS Cup champion. Um, I'm going to start, though, at the beginning of your career on the first question. Um, when did you start playing soccer, and who did you look up to? Uh, I started playing soccer really young. Um, I was kicking a ball around four years old, maybe two, but four um, and my dad was a big soccer player. He, we were born, he was born in Mendoza. I was born in Mendoza, Argentina and soccer is kind of a way of life there. Mm -hmm. Um, so when I, when we moved to the States, when I was four quickly, I joined a, uh, a team, uh, a recreational team. We were called the bear Cubs. I remember, uh, four or five years old. And, and, and that's when I started playing and just, um, was really driven by my dad's passion for the game. And that slowly, that passion slowly became to be my passion. And, and, and that's how it all started. Yeah. And I'm assuming someone you looked up to is Lionel Messi for sure. Yeah. So Lionel Messi was a player, um, uh, that came a little bit after, mm -hmm. um, when I started playing. So the guy that I looked up to was, who's now a coach is Diego Simeone. Yeah. He's now a, a coach with, uh, Atletico Madrid. Uh, but he was a player for uh, for many years and, and represented the Argentine national team. I just remember watching him and his and the way he played and his engine was uh, was was someone that I looked after. And then obviously when when Messi came in, mm -hmm. it, it wasn't someone I looked up to like a like a player that I could be, yeah. but more of how amazing soccer could be played. Um, and I was just forever been in awe with his abilities. Um, at you know, at a size that isn't necessarily, the, the, a lot of people think it's a negative to be short in soccer, and he's really mm -hmm. turned the, the, the negative into a positive with his ability to, to play the game, see the game, think the game. So, um, but he's definitely one of the best players for me, for sure. Yeah. 
Um, what what goals did you have for the future um, when you started your soccer career? Um, I think my goal was always to play for the U.S. team um, and always to play in the World Cup. That's those are like the the two things that I really wanted mm-hmm. as a young player. Um, I, I don't know why, but I always just kind of dream big. And there's a lot of times uh, throughout my career, especially when I got drafted to Miami, where uh, I wasn't playing. And I remember I've, I've always been somebody that that's kept a journal. Um, and I actually have one of them here. Um, and in the journal, it was basically a way for me to affirm that I was a very good player and I'm going to get to where I want to go if I just keep working hard, stay positive and stay on the path. And um, so there's some trying times throughout um, the start of my career in Miami, but um, you know, three years later, I got my first chance with the national team and a lot of good fortune mixed in with the, uh, the desire to play more importantly, the, to, the, to be prepared for that moment. I was always working hard away from the game, away from the team to, to continue to improve. Um, so those are the things I dreamed about. And in 2002, it became a reality when, uh, you know, we were able, I was able to, uh, play in the world cup for the U S team. So those were my dreams as a kid. And I was fortunate for everything to fall into place and, and, and to be able to live it. Yeah, man, not many people or players can say that they get to play for their national team. So that's a great accomplishment for sure. Thank you. Um, can you walk me through uh, what was your experience like uh, at the World Cup? Because, like I said earlier, not many people can say they did that. Yeah, so the World Cup for me, uh, Isaiah, is still like a blur. Mm-hmm. Um, because as a player, the first time you go to a World Cup, it's like you're living it like a fan. Mm-hmm. Because you don't know what to expect. So everything is new. Yeah. Um, we were at that time in Korea, Japan. So we were stationed in Korea. Uh, so it, it was just huge. Uh, I just remember we were there a few weeks early training. We had our own training center. It was heavily guarded at the time because mm-hmm. it was right after the 9-11. Oh, yeah. Um, and so we had our own security team. We had and which was really unique is everywhere we went, we had a convoy of a military truck in front, military military truck behind us, and a helicopter overhead. Oh, everywhere wow. we went in Korea, um, because of the times that we were is is right just after nine um, eleven. So it was a really different time. So that was very unique. And then being in the World Cup and the way we were treated, uh, we were treated like royalty everywhere we went. Um, people were so excited to have all the all the national teams in place. And mm-hmm. um, we got to go on different tours. Uh, we went on a military tour, tour in the DMZ zone up in, in, that separates North and South Korea. Uh, we went to a golf outing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just like we were celebrities for a long time before the mm-hmm. tournament started. But once the tournament started, it was real. And you started realizing how amazing some of these teams were how buttoned up we had to be in order to to get to where we wanted to go um but it all to be honest it 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 started and ended and it was a blur and then we left korea and i left thinking what just happened because it was all so much to really take in at such in such a short amount of time Mm -hmm. yeah and what was it what was like your schedule during the world cup like after games what was it kind of like yeah so 
we played, I, I don't remember the dates exactly, um, but it was like Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. So Saturday, Wednesday, or maybe it was Saturday, Wednesday, Monday or Tuesday. I forget. It's usually about an eight, eight day span um, between your first game in group play and your last game. So it was literally play the game, recover. The guys that didn't play a lot of minutes would train. Okay. On, on, the, on the following day and then we literally train train and then play again and it was the same thing if, if new players came in and other players depending on how much you played you either you have a regeneration session following the game or you train and then it was literally two training sessions so a lot of our physical work and tactical work was done before the tournament started because we had a month-long camp um and then we got to north korea or south korea earlier um but uh once you get into that mode of, of games, there's not it's it happens so fast. Yeah. And even going into the second round, it was fast and then the quarterfinals. Um and then before you know it it was over. Yeah, and even if you're not playing, you always gotta be ready, you know, because you never know when you can get pulled up and uh you gotta be ready for your chance. That's that's it. The little side story real quick. Yeah. I wasn't even expected to play. I I was more there at the World Cup for cover in like two or three different positions. And Claudia Reyna, who was the captain of the team, went down with a hamstring two days before the Portugal game. And I was the next on deck, and I was ready, and I ended up playing. So to your point, it's it's you never know when it's going to happen. Got to be got to be ready for the opportunity for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, What was your best moment of your career in playing soccer? Um, I think there's two. One was after we were able to beat Portugal in the 2002 World Cup opener. Mm. Um, I remember looking up at the fans. There's a U.S. section. I look at the fans, and there was a big banner that my dad had made and brought to Korea, and, and it said, Dare to Dream, We Love You, Pablo. And that, that moment was really special for me because it takes more than just you. It takes your family and friends and coaches and support um for anyone to have any type of success and so for my parents to be there and share in that moment meant the world to me and that was a moment that i'll never forget and then i think the other one was in 2010 winning uh an mls cup uh was was really important after 13 years of being in the league been knocking on the door a few times but to win it in 2010 was another moment that i'll never forget yeah it shows that your uh, hard work is paying off and you can celebrate Yeah, slowly but surely. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously we've seen um, in the last couple of years that uh, soccer in the United States has grown a lot. And um, how do you think the U.S. can even get it more to that top level close to like European soccer like the Premier League or the La Liga? Yeah, I think uh, we've made great strides in this league over the years. I think when I first came into this league in 1998, Um, the majority of of European players were already at the end of their careers. Mm -hmm. You know, now it's been, you know, 20, 25 years that the league's been going. And now you're seeing like the younger European player that has a lot of years left and planning out of playing this prime, Mm -hmm. um, coming to this league. And then you have good young South American players that are using the MLS as a breeding ground to then go to Europe as well. Um, I think we're trending in that direction. I think, Again, I think investment is going to be a big factor in that. And, um, you know, TV deals are critical. I think the way NBC 
does the uh, premiership on Saturdays. They do a fantastic job of that. We have to get, I think, our games and our production to that level as well. So I think it's a bunch of different things. Um, but I think we're tr- we're trending towards that. Uh, but I still think it'll be probably five, maybe ten years till we're at the level of of say the Premier League. Yeah, for sure. And even like players like Zlatan Ibrahimovic, coming just at the end of his career helps um, kind of get people into the game here and like oh. Messi's finally came to the MLS, so Ronaldo's coming. Like That will really help uh, grow this game because everyone knows Messi and Ronaldo. So. Right. No, I agree. That's a great point. That's a great point. Um, what are your main values as a head coach? Uh, for me, the one non-negotiable is that nobody's bigger than the team. And it doesn't matter who you are, what position you play. When we have the ball, everyone is an attacker. When we don't have the ball, everyone is a defender. Um, and to be fair, we, we have some very good leaders in our, in our, in our team at the moment. Mm-hmm. And I think when you play for each other and you do things for the greater good of the team, the individual will always be highlighted. But I think if you do it the opposite, which is play for yourself, the team will never do well. Therefore, no one will ever see the good that you're bringing. Um, so it's a team first mentality is a non-negotiable. Um, you got to, another non-negotiable is you got to bring hundred percent every day. It's never going to be, it's not always going to be good. It's not going to be great. It can be poor, but if 70% is all you've got that day, you've got to bring your full 70%. Um, there's no excuse not to give everything you have. And, and I think that's those just basic couple things for me um, have really been the difference for, for our team this year and, and where we're currently at and and will keep driving us forward as we continue to add talent to our roster. Yeah, and that goes for even every team at any level, you know, because that's what wins you championships and that's what wins you games. So it's, it's yeah. good values. Yeah. Um, we ask this every time on uh, interviews for Knockin' Sports News. Um, how does being an athlete make you a better person? Uh, how does it make you be a better person? Um, well, I think it it forces you to think about the place of privilege that you're at, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've, I think a lot of good team players understand that it's really a privilege to be an athlete. Therefore, you have a platform to speak from and you have also an awareness that your actions won't be looked on, looked upon you as just a normal person. You're an athlete held in, you know, in in a certain esteem to where your conduct has to be according to the values you carry as an individual Mm -hmm. um, and the type of person, coach, player that you you wish to be. so I think in a lot of ways it forces you to think beyond yourself um, as an athlete and realize that you are a role model uh, to somebody. It could be one person, it could be two, it could be millions if you're messy or one of these guys, but that everything you do, every action you have um, has a consequence and it forces you to kind of think about that um, before you make any decisions. So it's it's a beautiful it's a beautiful privilege at times it might it could also feel like a burden because it might be you don't feel like you have your own life because everyone's always in your business and all that kind of stuff as well so it's 
it's a very tricky place to be as an athlete sometimes. Yeah, I like that take on that because we always get good and different uh, opinions from everyone when we interview them. So I'm glad we could get that. Um, I just want to ask, though, what happened to the mustache? <laughs> uh, the mustache, I, 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 I don't know. I think, I think we weren't doing so well, and I figured I'd shave it off to try to change the vibe. Oh, yeah. Um, but my wife and my and my daughter weren't really big fans of it. And every time I kissed my wife, she'd say it hurt or pinched or so then then I realized that if I want to kiss my wife I have to shave off the mustache, so that's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it'll ever come back? Um, to be honest, I was thinking about I just I, I shaved the other day yeah. and I actually shaved I left the mustache and it looked all right. So yeah. It might be coming back soon. No, we'll have to see it here, especially if you keep the streak in the playoffs. You never know. That's right. Might so, as well keep going with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, do, what do you suggest to young uh, soccer players who want to take their game to the next level, for example, pro college? Yeah, I, um, I have a lot of uh, – I've, I've talked to a lot of young, young players before, and the, I think the biggest one – um, is you got to stay loving the game. And if you stay loving the game, you're willing to grind and you're willing to put in a lot of work. Um, and then even if you're not playing currently with your club team, say you're the second guy off, uh, off the bench, like that drive to keep working on whatever you have, uh, whatever you need to in order to get on the field is is, is will we'll always take you from where you're at to college and then college to the pros mm-hmm. because soccer players, there's so many different ways to contribute in a soccer game. It could be athleticism. It could be technique. It could be tactical. It could be intelligence. Um, and certain players, most players have two or three of those. And so I think the next important thing is um, as young players, listen to what your coach is asking for if he's always talking about hustle well then that's what he's looking for if he's talking about like um you know something tactical like we need we need we need to we need to open ourselves up a bit more offensively like we, and we need we need to do it quick our transition to attack needs, needs to take place quicker like those little things that your coach always says are really important to him and it's going to change every time you have a new coach. But as a student, as a young player, it's important to understand what that coach wants. And he always talks about and give it to him. So therefore you're on the field and you can continue growing while you're one of the 11 players on the field versus the other way around, which is, yeah, but I'm good at this. And he's asking for this. So no matter how good this is, he really wants this. And so as just, Pay attention to what your coaches are always asking for. Mm-hmm. Don't change who you are because that's who you are. But just give the coach a little bit more of what he wants and, and be yourself. Yeah, going back to uh, coaches, like we just got a new coach for our team. And we used to play four at the back, but now we play three at the back. Players on our team didn't really like it, but you just got to do it because he believes in our team and that's what's going to get us the results. And how's it, go- how's it, been, how's it been going? It's going good. We went two for three in the tournament uh, last weekend, so nice. looking to do well this tournament and uh, get a win. There you go. In what position are you playing? I play wing, so left left wing. Okay. 
So I like to nice. cut in and use my speed. There you go. Yeah. So who's your who's your, who's your guy? You like uh, Mane from Liverpool, Sana? Uh, so I'm a Manchester United fan. Unfortunately, uh, not. Who do you like? Is it Rashford? Yeah, Rashford, but he he ain't doing too well right now. Right, right. Do you have a favorite team? <laughs> do I have a team? Yeah. Um, I like Liverpool. Um, I just like the way they play. I like the way they press. I like their mentality. I like how they they mix it up. They go direct. Mm-hmm. They combine. They pen- they penetrate centrally. I, I like everything they do. Um, and I love their coach. So I'm a big fan of Klopp. Yeah, he especially with like players like Andy Robertson, Van Dyke all players that were lower league players and brings them to be one of the best at their positions. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah so. That's, I want to be like Klopp when I grow up. Yeah. <laughs> hey, maybe you'll, you may be competing with them, maybe get a job at like Leeds or Nottingham Forest, uh, bring them back yeah, to the prem. Yeah, there you go. I like that. Yeah. Um, lastly, though, to uh, cap it off, um, what is your plans for the future? I think my plans are just to become a better coach. And I think in order to become a better coach, I have to become a better person, a better father, a better husband, mm-hmm. a better brother, a better son. Um, and so, you know, I think the way I look at coaching is I love all the players on the team. And I know that every single player has a unique background and experience to their game that I have to tap into and get to know on a, on a personal level first so that I can reach him at a soccer level. And I think that's always been uh, a strength of mine, something that I, I really pride myself on. Um, we have a couple of new players on the team now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to double down on that work and, and, and really, um, you know, get close and empathetic and understand where, where, where these guys are coming from so that they, they can, in turn, do their thing and contribute to the greater good of the team. So I think I'm at the start of my coaching journey, um, hopefully, and uh, I have a long one ahead of me. But uh, I'll know that I'll be a student all along the way. Yeah, I can't wait to see where you end up. And uh, big game this weekend against San Jose. Yeah, big game, big game. Big game. So are you, is the closest MLS team uh, Minnesota FC? Uh, Minnesota United, yep. So, yeah, Minnesota United, yeah. Yeah, just... Uh, how far is that from you? Uh, 30 minutes. Just we're a little outside uh, Minneapolis, so... Oh, or St. Paul. That's not far. Yeah, so get to go to oh. a lot of games. You get to go to a bunch of games? Yeah. All right, so you let me know uh, uh, when we come into town. I forget when it is. I think it's... July 3rd. July 3rd? Yep. All right. we got. I got some tickets for you. So. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. Appreciate it. Let me know it. how many you need, and uh, let me know how many you need, and we'll take care of it. Sounds good. Uh, it's been great to have you on, man. Uh, even just to connect with you, it's it's been an honor, like I said, and uh, we'll have to keep in touch for sure. Absolutely, Isaiah, man. Wishing you all the best, and... Uh, your season Thank this you. year, and uh, look forward to seeing you at that game. And uh, yeah. you're doing a great job with the interview. You, you Thank got you. A bright future ahead of you with that. Good really stuff. appreciate it. All right, have a good rest of your season, Pablo. Okay. Wish Take for the care best. Take, talk soon. Talk Take soon. care. See you.